I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, in the sixth episode of the series Ireland Untraveled, we follow the Irish roads that go nowhere, visit the houses no one lives in, and uncover the greatest single event in Irish history: the Potato Famine. Achill Island on the west coast of Ireland boasts of Gilties, a bar and a restaurant, which has the distinction of being the westernmost bar in Europe. The road from the bar leads to the Keem Bay Beach, a spectacle of gleaming white sands and clear blue water. The road ends there, and beyond it lies the vast expanse of the Atlantic Ocean. All across the west coast, the lush green countryside. is crisscrossed with thousands of roads roads that have not seen cars for a long time or more accurately they have never seen any vehicles at all they are now covered with grass and weeds and many would resemble fields lying fallow this isn't for lack of people in fact some of them are among the well populated counties of ireland The roads have never been used because uh, well they go nowhere they climb up into the hills and then simply stop incomplete leading nowhere On the very same island lies the village of Slevemore It consists of some 80 to 100 stone cottages located along a mile long stretch of road on the southern slopes of Slevemore mountain I spent an hour meandering from cottage to neighboring cottage along the ancient track and through adjacent fields. It felt like a journey back in time. A walk ideal for reflection. The winds felt especially fierce, sending our hair into disarray and making us tug more tightly to our jackets. The village was quiet, but the howling winds told the rest of the story. Not a soul lives in Slevemore. It's a deserted village and probably has been for over 150 years. We had encountered another such village, Port, during our time in County Donegal, also along the western coast of Ireland. So why does the Irish countryside have a crisscrossing maze of roads that go nowhere and houses that no one lives in? This is the story of the seminal event of modern Irish history. which irrevocably changed the very character of Ireland and maybe even the genetics of its inhabitants. The Irish potato famine of 1845 killed an estimated 1 million people, about 20% of the country's population. We often see natural disasters as one-off events which have an immediate short-term impact, but with time they often recede as a distant memory. The famine in 1845 was by no means the first famine in Ireland. nor was it the last but what was it about the famine 
that not only colors the Irish national memory, but also exhibits an impact even today. The Irish love for potato is well known, for it is a staple in the Irish diet. But potato is not even native to Ireland, and it was introduced from Peru. By the late 17th century, it had become widespread as a supplementary rather than a principal food. The main diet was still based on butter, milk, and grain products. The potato was chiefly adopted by the people because of its quick growth in a comparatively smaller space. By 1800, one in three ate potatoes as a staple food, especially in winter. It eventually became a staple year-round for farmers, and there began the problem. Most of Ireland only grew one variety of potato, known as the Irish lumper. There was no genetic variability, so when the fungus Phytophthora infestans attacked the crop, it spread swiftly, eating the potato in the soil and the stored reserves as well. Estimates say that it destroyed over 40 percent of the potato crop. This fungus also affected the rest of Europe. With an estimated 10,000 lives lost, but the Irish story is not as simple as the failure of the potato crop. 19th century Ireland had penal laws in force. These were laws by the Irish colonizers, the Protestant British. Under them, anyone who was Catholic was disallowed from holding public office, being part of the armed forces, legal professions, or even studying abroad. But the worst of all was not allowing them to buy land under lease. For more than 31 years, since a vast majority of Irish people were Catholics, this led to a poorer Irish population. In 1845, 24% of all Irish tenant farms were of one to five acres in size, while 40% were of five to 15 acres. Holdings were so small that no crop other than potatoes would suffice to feed a family. Many took to a life of becoming poorly paid tenant labor on these farms. Ireland became the bread basket of Britain and most of the food began to be exported. The vast grasslands of Ireland were overtaken by livestock to feed the British greed and hunger for beef. Now things would have been manageable if the crop had failed only for one year. In fact, in the first year of the famine, there were no deaths owing to hunger. But the crop failed for at least 5 successive years. Initially people managed by doing what everyone does in hard times selling land pawning off jewelry and butchering livestock for food but that completely stretched the poor irish population and by the second year of the famine things started to worsen people ran out of food and mass deaths followed there were villages and towns where the population fell almost by 50% as if thanos had just snapped his fingers the other intended consequence of the famine was a mass migration of people An estimated 2 million people left Ireland on ships to North America and Canada, which was the founding moment of the Irish American and Irish Canadian population. Many, however, did not make it alive, as the ships came to be known as coffin ships, overcrowded, disease-ridden, with lack of access to fresh food and water. The deserted villages of Ireland are a direct result of the deaths and mass migration arising from the famine. But what were the colonizers doing all this while? Well, they took some action. but in the most imperial way possible the british launched a large system of public works which employed the locals in doing tasks which had no real value they worked 6 days a week for 12 to 14 hours with very limited pay and access to food most visible of these were the construction of famine roads 
or the roads which led to nowhere the backbreaking work further contributed to death and migration in ireland while the british did bring in soup kitchens to feed the poor they were shut down within 3 to 4 months and could not sustain the population but the worst the british could do was to keep the trade policy unchanged the irish still grew corn as a major food crop though largely for export despite the dire situation at home the british continued to export corn worsening an already alarming situation as i was researching this episode this particular aspect gave me goosebumps for it was catastrophically similar to what happened closer home in bengal at the height of the second world war bengal was going through its worst famine winston churchill as a matter of minuted policy diverted food supplies from the suffering people to the soldiers as reserve stockpiles he said that the starvation of anyway underfed bengalis mattered much less than of the sturdy soldiers when conscience stricken british officials appealed to him he peevishly wrote in the margins of the file why hasn't gandhi died yet and while we did not lose mahatma gandhi then we did lose 4 million bengalis to the famine the irish famine irrevocably changed the irish people first for adults living through the famine starvation and poverty contributed to the continued rise in asylum presentations second babies in utero during the famine were reported to have developed mental illnesses later in life third and the most striking of all was uncovered by the field of epigenetics it is the study of how our behaviors and environment can cause changes that affect the way our genes work studies have found that the famine produced mental illnesses cardiovascular diseases cancer and other conditions in subsequent generations in the worst years of the famine a small community of people outside of ireland were raising money for relief they were known as the choctaw people a native indian community which was itself being persecuted by the colonizing americans in their own lands they were fleeing their homes resettling and recuperating from the losses of life and property moved by the situation of the irish in 1847 they raised a sum of 170 dollars the irish gratefully accepted the gift nearly 200 years later the choctaw people were badly affected by the covid-19 pandemic lacking access to fresh food water and health supplies the irish people came together and raised 1.8 million dollars as a way to repay the favor the irish potato famine may have occurred 200 years ago but its effect is seen even today increasingly there is a recognition of the mental and psychological impact of events such as colonization and famine it's been identified as intergenerational trauma which often gets passed on unknowingly as we travel we must always remember that we will never know the trauma one carries kindness and empathy are what we need and the choctaw and irish people show the way if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am utsav memory on twitter and yvtravel42 on instagram 